Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, guys. I'm Katie Lowe's, actress, mom, and host of the parenting podcast, Katie's Crib, a show that helps women navigate the colossal changes that come with motherhood. You'll hear from resilient mamas, knowledgeable experts, and me asking a whole lot of questions. It's real talk that offers real perspective on what it's really like to be a parent. New episodes publish every other Thursday. Listen to Katie's Crib on the iHeartRadio app or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Open your hearts, loosen your butts, it's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's up, up, up. Hello everyone, my name's Andy. And I am Naomi. And we are a real life couple. A real life couple of comedians. And on the show, we take the best sets from our We'll Be Live Again Sometime in the Future show where we have comics who are close to set together about their relationship and bring them to you. Though sometimes, Naomi. We have guests in the studio. Or, and, you know, whatever and, is the approximate of the quarantine studio. The Zudio, the Zoom studio. Oh, uh, Zudio. Zoom studio. 
and we have them answer your relationship questions. And this is one of those times. And we have a wonderful guest, uh, one of our favorites, Cola Scola, yes. uh, wonderful sketch comedian. Uh, he does actor, characters, actor, writer. You've seen him on shows like Difficult People. You can see his brand new special, Help, I'm Stuck, on YouTube. And he is on season three of At Home with Amy Sedaris, which just dropped last week. It was on so, every season, but yeah. He's on every season, but the new season just dropped, and there's more call. So oh, and he's wonderful. I mean, Difficult People. We said this to him after the recording stopped, but in our household here, we regularly walk around quoting one of his lines from quoting Difficult his People. His character, Matthew. So, Little housekeeping before we get to the episode. Uh, we have a Patreon. You know, in these tough times where there is no stand-up work or anything like that, if you would like to support us. Yes, for just uh, a little $5 a month. $5 a month, uh, you get two extra episodes plus a lot of bonus material. Yes, because we're going live on Twitch every Wednesday at 2 p.m. PST. And if you can't make it, you can hear those episodes on the Patreon. Yeah, so, uh, so two little bits of housekeeping there, right? Wednesdays, 2 p.m. PST, tune into our Twitch show at twitch.tv couples therapy pod. Half the time it's just me and Naomi. We do lots of segments such as Naomi Hates, and in which Naomi goes off on whatever she hates at that moment. And Delinquent Teen Beat, where Andy <laughs> goes off on the delinquent teens who drink Tecates down the block from our house. <laughs> oh, I sound like I'm like a 90-year-old person. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And then uh, half the time we do episode like what we would have done if it was a live show here in los angeles or around the country uh you know we have guests in comics who are close doing sets together we've also got some t-shirts oh my god i'm so excited merch now has a skeleton crew back you know working very safely in their warehouse or wherever it is uh to bring you t-shirts and so uh I'm just so excited to have like merch that's know, like that I'm proud it. of. You love a merch. Uh, if you go to CouplesTherapy.MerchNow.com. Yeah, you can get some cool t-shirts. One is the Couples Therapy logo and another one for Gotta Miss a Bitch. You know how we live. And they're comfy. They're cute. And we would appreciate it. Again, just whatever you can do. We love you. We miss you. We appreciate you. And can't wait to get back out in these streets doing the show live again. Yeah, you know, I'm like, look, you know what? If you have disposable income and you can support us on Patreon or if you can buy a t-shirt, that's great. If not, we just love that you listen to the show and enjoy it and it means something to you. We've gotten so many really nice emails and messages online that say that we're helping people through oh, blessings. Uh, the pandemic. And I, um, honestly, uh, <laughs> without, it's getting I, us through the pandemic. Yeah. Your notes are getting us through. And also, you guys, while you're reaching out, while you're reaching out and touching a bitch, you can also call our advice line. These episodes, like the one you're about to hear with Cole Escola, are so much fun and even better when you call in with your questions. We can hear your voice. We can get the tenor. We can get the T. So if you want to, you can drop us a line and leave your relationship question at 323-524-7839. Again, 323-524-7839. You can always find that online, too. <laughs> hey, Naomi, before we get to the episode, though, weren't you just featured in an episode of Mythic Quest? Why, yes, I was, Andy Beckerman. Mythic Quest shot a very special episode in quarantine. Blew me away. It's so good. Everybody, we uh, we all shot in our homes, socially distant, 
and it's you know it's not a gimmick. It's it's just like a it's a really good meaningful episode. Like it, it you know it has heart. When I say meaningful, I'm not like we're changing lives, but it's like got a little more to it than simply we're on Zoom. Well, they did use it also as a fundraiser. That's true. We also raised six hundred thousand dollars for charity, so that's pretty tight too. Yeah. So you guys, just whatever you want to do, okay? <laughs> Watch it, call it, twitch it, stream it, and you know what? While you're doing that, listen to Cole. Roll it. Cole. Oh my God, it's crazy because you're someone who I'm like deeply in love with, but don't see very often. And so I don't yeah. even know where to begin with all my questions. Can we say, can we, I mean, look, without, uh, without, I, I hope this doesn't come off as like Hollywood fake or anything like that, but we do love you. We are <laughs> fans of yours. Thank you. We watched your special and then we were walking around the house singing Poopy Sue and... <laughs> I don't know why I was embarrassed. I tweeted about this, but I don't know why I was embarrassed. Our shitty neighbors and our windows open, and I just yelled that out loud. Uh, and I just realized that as I said the phrase "shitty neighbors." But um, we're having. You're I talking say, about the movie Neighbors. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Shitty movie. Neighbors. That shitty movie Neighbors with. Uh, no, wait. I don't want to say that either because uh, those people could give us work. So. Oh my god! Now this is Hollywood. Do you no, hear? Yeah. Do you see? I hear it. Oh, Let's go back to the first out. one. But no, they were out. They were having a picnic on their front lawn. No social distancing. No masks. Maybe they all. I I I want to like be empathetic and give the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I they don't. all no, had. Don't. I don't. Maybe they all had COVID at the time, <laughs> and so they were like, "It's a COVID party. We all have it. Let's just right. have a picnic. Whatever." And we were just like stomping around the house, being like, "This is so unsafe. Why are they doing this?" And then I'm singing. We're uh, we're walking around singing "Poopy Sue" with all the windows open. And uh, and I was embarrassed. I'm like, why am I embarrassed? People who I think are ethical monsters, right. who I have judged to be morally bankrupt, yeah, for their carelessness during a pandemic. And I'm embarrassed that they might look up from their picnic and be like, why is that fucking freak walking around singing a song about? Who is Poopy Sue? <laughs> yeah. I, well, I'm beyond flattered. And I, I do hope that they heard. And I yeah. do hope they think you're freaks. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind it. Whatever will keep them away yeah. from me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, if yeah. you like think I'm terrible, I'm like, thank they don't. Do they talk to you? No. Are they like, okay, okay. No, we don't really interact. No, um, no. We're, we are New Yorkers through and through. We do not interact with neighbors unless <laughs> I know. forced to. Exactly. I mean, we like, like our downstairs yeah. neighbors, we like them. They're very nice, but, yeah. you know. I don't like to interact. So. <laughs> right, He was of like, course. they, you know, we got a dog and they got a dog. I'm like talking low, I don't know why, but <laughs> we got a dog mm -hmm. and they got a dog around the same time, but our, their dog's a puppy. Our dog is like six years old. She hates other dogs. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know what happened to her ass. He's always like, <laughs> we should get the dogs together. And I was like, she doesn't like other dog. Like I say to him over and over, and especially because it's a puppy, right? So a puppy's like extra, like, let's play. Can we close yeah. our windows? <laughs> yeah, and he closed the window. Maybe also, they know. No, maybe they need to hear this. Maybe they need to hear it. <laughs> I know. This could be it. Okay, honestly, this we did not come here to tell Cole our problems. Cole, <laughs> no, I know. Well, no, but I, I, there is something. I think there is, like, here, here's, a, here's a question for the both of you. Hmm. Where I okay. am like, I am like a weird person, yet I don't want other people to think I'm a weird person. Uh -huh. I want them to either uh, just ignore me. Uh-huh. I mean, in a or, not... Or like you so much. Or... Those are or, your two or, options. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, even that, I, I don't... I, <laughs> I don't know how to process, like, compliments. So, maybe not the second one. But... So, anyway, how like, how do you guys... Are you... 
I that reminds me of something that I do where where like if I'm walking the wrong direction and I realize it, I ha I can't just turn right around and have people think that I didn't know where I was going. <laughs> I have to like stop and like look at my phone and be like, wait, maybe I will cross the street. <laughs> like I'll cross the street and yes. then turn the other direction. Holy shit, yes. And a lot of my life <laughs> for why? For who? Right, for, for who? nobody. No, it's performative. Yeah. I like when I'm outside yeah. when I'm when I lived in New York and I was on the subway, I would constantly if I was thinking so that someone didn't think I was staring at them, I would do a lot of like brow crinkling and like looking <laughs> yeah. like up and to the right, like performatively. Yeah. I can yeah, think yeah, yeah. I can just stare straight ahead and and think whatever I, I need to be thinking about. But it was yeah. a lot of like, huh, a lot of like like Freudy, <laughs> yeah. Freudy scratching my like <laughs> my chin, like, oh, I wonder, you know, this is a lot of like deep philosophical thought I'm dealing with. Right. right I here. wasn't looking at you. <laughs> right, right. It's yeah. so intense. Cole, where are you? Wait, are you perform? I want to. No, are you a performative? You Wait, you're not getting out of this question, Naomi. I don't know. I guess <laughs> that's my answer. <laughs> Cole, Cole, I guess I, you are getting out of this question. Where Where are you at emotionally today? You know, it's like three ten p.m. New York City Saturday. Where are you at? Yeah, month you're three. A hat month three. Of I'm this wearing quarantine. a hat. I gave up a, a <laughs> couple a couple weeks ago. I my apartment is a mess. Things are places they've never been before. <laughs> like, like the things that have never come out from under my bed are now in my bathroom. It's just like everything's exploded, and it's hard to even like wash a dish right now. Yeah, you know, was it like an exhaustion, or was it like an actual like? Was there a thought like "fuck this"? Because I'm in don't give a fuck mode right now, but that to yeah. me is just like I'm gonna eat some more potato chips than I usually. Yeah, for me, it it just, like, snowballed. Like, it started with, like, I'll just leave this in the sink. I don't need to put it in right. the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. And then, mm -hmm. you know, all of a sudden, my sink is overflowing. You right. know, I'm, I'm going to the dishwasher for a clean fork instead yes. of, like... Putting yes, yes, them yes, yes, away. yes. <laughs> okay, I use the dryer as, like, a hamper. I mean, not a hamper, but like clean. Like I'll like leave clean stuff in the dryer, and then yeah. as I want to wash, I just put it in the washer. So I'm using the washer as a hamper, and the dryer yeah. as a closet. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that fully. Yeah, it's uh, that's what I. And now everything is just like that, like yeah. in flux. Like, yeah. yeah, Well, this is my theory about it. I was thinking about this like either yesterday or this morning. But in quarantine, it already takes so much energy just to live in the world. And then in quarantine, yes. you have to dedicate all this extra energy to like being careful, to cleaning all your shit, uh, disinfecting, all that kind of stuff. And so you're already like starting off in a hole, either like a, like a, a physical or emotional <laughs> hole or an yeah. organizational hole, you know, yeah. Yeah. Whatever, whatever existential hole. <laughs> There's all yeah. kind of, you know, we are all Shia LaBeouf. We're all in holes. Holes, <laughs> holes Shia LaBeouf. Not a swimmer. I went grocery shopping yesterday and I forgot something. Yeah. I forgot an item. I forgot mm -hmm. nutritional yeast. Uh, but Brids. by the time I had remembered, I'd already taken my mask off, mm -hmm. the gloves, washed my hands, taken my outside pants on, gotten into my, you know, inside pants. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I was like, well, I just won't make that recipe then. <laughs> I'm not, I can't like change pants, put the mask back on, find right. gloves, you know. Yeah. 
I was reading about the Roaring Twenties this morning, and because <laughs> I was thinking about like you know someone wrote an article yesterday uh, about like how like you know the economy is quote unquote reopening and it's reopening partly because Americans just stopped giving a fuck right right and mm-hmm. they're going to the beaches and they're just like whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was thinking back to the about the Roaring Twenties I'm like you know we thought about those as like everyone's like excited because there's all this um, this prosperity like American prosperity. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. My favorite uh, album by Green Day. And the idea that I've seen like flappers and all other kind of like right. F. Scott Fitzgerald parties are because everyone's like excited about how like America's on the up. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think everyone was just fucking exhausted from World War One. Of course. And they smelled yeah. the Great Depression in the air. <laughs> yeah. They could smell like you could smell like everything falling apart now in the air. Right. Stick your yeah. head out the window. You're Can like, you give it a big old sniff? Oh, yeah. Not for not for us. We'll be fine. Oh, but, um, <laughs> um, wait, but so so like I think all that stuff is is contributing to like what we're feeling right now. I see. Is yeah. I think we're all this is the Roaring Twenties right now. Yeah, uh, I've I, I had enough of World War One naturally, <laughs> and I'm naturally. ready to live. You're ready to live it up. Uh, you mean the war in the Middle East right now? <laughs> That's our World War One. Oh, Hello, God. everyone. What weird energy you have today. <laughs> Cole, I want to know. You said you have a boyfriend. Yeah, but y'all aren't living together, right? Like you're not together in no. Quar. Um, no. so how has that been? You know, like in a way, was the quarantine slow down the relationship? Did it give it like a good pause? Like, how long you- were you guys dating before? We've the- only started. been dating since um August okay. of mm-hmm. last year, and he spent the first two weeks of quarantine here, mm-hmm. and then. We wanted to have alone time, so he went back to his place, and he lives like he he walked home. So, um, yeah. So, and he (laughs) has two roommates. Uh So, you know, there's a little risk involved. Yes, but um, you know, that's he still comes over like okay a few times a week. Okay, are you a panicky person? Um, yeah, I am. (laughs) (laughs) So, how are you dealing? Even though it's a low risk sitch. How are you dealing with it? Because I've had to start talking about it in therapy about how to stop panicking. (laughs) I I have like two modes, like uh, control everything and panic. And then if I can't do that, then it's like, fuck it. Like, Mm -hmm. let's jump off the bridge. Yeah. So um, I sort of just decided like, all right, I'm opening up myself to that risk. But I still like will disinfect every apple that I bring. Yes home you know <laughs> are you like when you were saying though you know after two weeks y'all were like well, let's get some alone time do you yeah. are you i mean i think of you as an independent person meaning mm-hmm. like I, you know what i mean like you don't like always have somebody you're rolling with and like we have to be to, around so like in relationships is that your vibe you like to be like all right i'll see you later yeah i like to be alone <laughs> a lot <laughs> i do love you, it do you like hate people <sighs> Um, I just love me. <laughs> you know? I don't. Like, I don't. I don't know that. <laughs> like, okay. why would I want to divide my time between me and someone else when I could <laughs> give it, give all the attention to myself? Is it, is it that, is it like a narcissism or is it like a recharging? I, I it's, it's actually like a codependency thing. Like I'm too hyper aware of another person. Yes. Even if they're just in the other room. Yep. I feel Sister. like I can't 
like relax let my yeah i can't yeah. really relax yeah yeah and like m- my boyfriend left when i started filming my special because i was like even if you're quiet and in the other room like i won't be able to like be as stupid as i want to be right right yeah right, right, right. yeah no i i know the exact same thing i have i've been trying to like push myself to be as stupid as i can be in front of naomi <laughs> so mm-hmm. that I can do the things I want to do, but it's it's really difficult to like let go and just say dumb shit in front of someone you love. Yeah, I mean it's also hard because I'm very judgy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it probably doesn't help that I'll be like, "What?" You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that doesn't yeah. that doesn't help creativity. Um, but sure, sure. I, but I also find that I'm much more like just sensing him being around. Like even if we're in yeah. a different room, I don't know. And like Andy is very. Um, organized and regimented and mm-hmm. i take that as a personal judgment on me you know what i mean like just him being present yeah. like exercising yeah. is like a okay i get it you're better you know what i mean yeah. and like i don't yeah. know I, I i had the same thing when my like there were like two or three days where my boyfriend did the dishes every night and i was like i get it i don't do dishes <laughs> like jesus you don't have to i didn't ask you to do that <laughs> And he's like, I know. I'm just doing it. Have I talked about gravity before, Naomi? This is my theory. Like social, this is like social gravity or like romantic gravity or something. I don't know the word exactly yet. But like another body, look, in uh, Einstein's relativity, Uh (laughs) right? Uh, The idea is that space time is four dimensional and massive objects deform space time. All right. So. When you're alone, listen to this, Naomi. She's, I'm being okay. patient. She's trying. Yeah, she's being hug. patient. She's trying not to, <laughs> not to scream. When you're alone, there's no other ma- massive object there deforming whatever vibe you're putting out. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. All right. And then when I'm there with my organized vibe, yes, that deforms your unorganized vibe that you're putting out. Well, mm-hmm. right. And you feel you feel that my indentations, my social gravity. <laughs> okay. Eh? Okay. This is if I was still yeah. in academia, this yeah. would be this, okay. A book. This is exactly what the energy is. He's in academia energy. That's exactly what it is. Like it's got to be like a preface, a mm-hmm. table of contents, a precursor, then the concept. I said, yeah. Hattie, I don't need the opening paragraph. <laughs> and that's, he's in his academia mode. I got yeah. two page table of contents energy. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you find yourself like? Is it hard to meet people, meaning dates and stuff? Like, before this new person, you had you mm-hmm. been single a while? Yeah, like two years. Right. I ask this because you know we're going to be answering relationship yeah. questions, and I like to yes. know where you're yeah. coming from. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, who is, what course. is being informed? You know, what is informing these suggestions, these hot mm-hmm. tips? So you yeah. had like two years off the streets. Um, off, yeah. And what was that about for you? Was it a conscious thing of like leave me alone, or was it just it just didn't really happen? It was um, a horrifying breakup that scarred me for. Uh, it took me like one year to get over. Jeez, just like to let go completely, and then another year to like start dating again. Yeah, how long have you guys yeah. been together before that? Three years. Oh, uh-huh. uh, okay. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so not, yeah, you had to get through it, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot, though. That's like, you know, I'm used to you in my life. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. getting accustomed yeah. to someone. Did you initiate yeah. it? Like, was this from your side? The breakup? Yeah. Yeah. I, it mm-hmm. was, well, it was like, um, 
it was a drugs thing. Mm. Oh shit! You know, yeah, it's very hard. But you know, I, no judgments because I, you know, I'm a recovering addict myself. But mm. you know, it just makes it well, yeah, hard. You can't, yeah. especially if you're recovering. You know what I mean? It's hard to have that energy. Yeah, so that's a tough one. But it's yeah, but you did it. But like, you tell me. Isn't it, mm -hmm. like, difficult? Like, did you find yourself struggling to be like, okay, I know I need to, like, let this person go, but I'm also oh, yeah. then let it, leaving them on their own to deal with whatever this is? Yeah. 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 And then I felt horrible. I yeah. felt like I was abandoning him. I felt like I was too harsh, like, too critical. And, and I was in other ways. But um, mm -hmm. it was just really hard, really yeah. painful, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Because it's, I mean, it's really tough because you, then you're like, because the thing I've thought about is like, what if that's what they need? I, yeah. I, I mean, you never know, but it's just yeah, like, yeah. what if, what if like the only thing there's, uh, there's people that have been in our life, Naomi, where I'm like, what if they need us to, what if they actually need a bottom? And I don't mean mm -hmm. that to be like, a, like a, it sounds a little self-serving. Like, I don't really mean it like that, but like they'll never ever look at themselves unless you kind of like break off. Right. Right. There's like a, a, a lot, there's a line between enabling and um, just um, being there for someone. And it's really hard to yeah. uh, it's a figure thin it out. Ass it's, line. It's, it's a thin ass line. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I love red. <laughs> the thin yeah. ass line, the thin yeah. ass <laughs> line. <laughs> it is. It's a phantom thread, if you will. Um, uh, mm -hmm. But like, well, because I also like just you dealing with me in like the early years and like our stuff where it was like, I'm cray. And mm -hmm. on one hand, it's good to have a connection to a person because sometimes it would be like, okay, if I can like keep this relationship, it means I have my shit together, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, it's like, you know, you have to do things to like take care of yourself and protect yourself from Maybe I don't know if I ever thought about it in relation to us. Mm -hmm. I mean, do I mean, do you want to talk about it at all? I mean, when we when we I met, I dare you. <laughs> I dare you to talk about it. When we met, you were in recovery. Yeah, yeah. So, mm -hmm. but I didn't. I I never thought about that in relationship to us. I've thought about other people in really? our lives. Well, because <laughs> to me, it was like that. I, I don't want to mention on a podcast. <laughs> no, right. of course, correct. But like, I think it's <laughs> tricky in that we like. I know for me, the tricky thing was because I don't like myself, I really mm -hmm. would like kind of struggle with you being there and was like, okay, mm -hmm. is something wrong with him that he's putting up with this, you know, and yeah, not yeah, yeah. knowing like that, as you said, kind of like that thin line. It's like, is he, yeah. is, is this good for me to have somebody standing behind me or is it, am I resting on my laurels? Am I leaning? Right. Right. I, I mean, I was in that relationship for like a year longer than mm -hmm. you know you like, oh, yeah absolutely <laughs> breakups are so hard and I I after that one like like I used to be one of those friends that was like if someone was in like a bad relationship and it was like on again and off again I would be like oh my god like stop going over to his place <laughs> but now I'm like I get it take like <laughs> if this thing needs to be like a three-year car crash right. that like decapitates you then <laughs> i'm i will be patient and i will wait here for you as yeah. your friend because That's it's nice. so fucking hard yeah to break up yeah. 
I know it's true. Well, it's also like, cause we were talking about this. I feel like we've also gotten a couple questions like this where it's like so many people, I feel like a recurring question we get on this show is always something like, I don't like my friends significant other yeah and like or i think this person treats them bad and so it's like what do you do and i always think i'm like you gotta kind of keep the door open because what can happen in those shitty relationships is people get isolated and then you think Mm -hmm. you can't leave because you don't have anybody else yeah you always have to be like i'm here i'm here to listen Mm -hmm. i'm Mm -hmm. here if you need a couch we can pack a bag you know (laughs) yeah 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 you need it all the time. I'm sorry yeah. all your boyfriend does is play online poker. <laughs> but I'm here for you. <laughs> but I'm here for you. No, uh, no yeah. shade to online poker players. If that's all they do, I'm shading it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Cole, do you ever deal with people because, I don't know, you do characters. So it's not like when mm-hmm. I see your performing, I'm like, oh, I know, like I know him. But mm-hmm. I, But I do wonder, like, in New York and like in the scene, do you find yourself interacting with people where like they expect one thing from you, IRL? You see what I'm saying? Like off stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, not really. Well, that's good. Because you are I, like, <laughs> you're, you're not Peter Sellers. You are a human right. being, right? You're, you're not yeah. just like, you're not only your characters. And then when you're yourself, you're just like this like empty husk. <laughs> Right, you yeah. are yeah. right. Like that—that's the—that's the story behind Peter Sellers that I've heard. Yeah. Is that like he was n- nothing? Like if you would talk to him in real life, yeah, you would just be like, uh, like it would be like talking to like white noise or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I was talking to um, Joe Firestone, a mutual friend, yes. about because um, she gets messages from people all the time, being like, "How do I deal with like just like in intense like personal." life advice questions and i've i've never gotten <laughs> that like no one's coming to me being like um, i'm i just came out i don't know what to do like yeah i guess people know that i'm m- mean <laughs> and they're afraid wait are you but are you really because you I, you know i've known I, you for like what five six years now i've never you've never struck me i'm mean. scared of i home. like are you good? Yeah. Good. <laughs> I'm scared of everyone too. That's where it comes from. Okay. Like I'm well, it's it's the the codependent thing of like if I like I can't give you anything because otherwise I have to give you everything. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's like the walls have to stay up. And I'm yeah. pretty good at like um I love saying no. It's my <laughs> favorite thing i love boundaries um yeah that's it's really my favorite but like you did did you grow up in a healthy home where'd you no, learn about boundaries not at all. that's what i thought well, i was just like... you know in recovery and then like um and now it's like uh, my favorite <laughs> my favorite thing to do is to, is to tell people no <laughs> I mean, I do like it too when I can do it, but yeah. I'm just like, I'm so afraid of it. And especially I feel like in this business, you know, yes. it feels like, you know, yeah. it's, the business is structured such that you're just supposed to be happy to be there. So yeah. you will eat shit. And I'm yeah. like, I just want to say no, because like, you yeah. know how you can say no. And then you literally feel 10 pounds lighter. You feel yes. like you've like, like the weighted blanket has been lifted. Yeah. Yeah. I love that feeling. And I also like, I used to be one of those people that was like, oh, I can't this time, but hopefully next time. But yeah. I now I only say that if I mean it. Yes. Um, <laughs> so like if someone asks me to do something I don't want to do, I just say like, 
uh, I'm sorry, I can't. And leave I, it at that. See? And I don't need to give an explanation, you know. No is a full sentence. Ain't that the yeah. truth? But mm. Hello. <laughs> but I think, but like, but I, but like also, wasn't I just like dealing with this shit like last week? Someone You deal asked, with it like every other day. <laughs> someone mm-hmm. asking you to do something. And then I say yes. And usually it's like I say yes if it's a person who I know I'm going to have to see. I can say no to yeah. like a stranger or a disembodied email address. Yeah. But when it's yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to face, like what I did was I, I did that thing where I was like, can't right now, maybe later. And then literally this person fucking emailed me three days later. Like they were like, okay, yeah. here's later. Yeah, okay, yeah, here's yeah. later. And I was like, yeah. fuck. And I couldn't get out of it. But then the entire time <laughs> leading up to it and doing it, I was so mad. Like, I, yeah. I, but the thing was, I was mad at myself. I was like, you yeah. stupid bitch. Why didn't you just say no? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, I and, love it. Andy, do you not call yourself a stupid bitch? <laughs> no, but like, I also, I, 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 uh, I do. <laughs> I, yeah. So you turn the meanness also inward. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was mostly kidding about loving myself. Like I love being I do love being alone, but I am constantly if I if I like drop something, I go, Oh, you stupid piece of shit. Like <laughs> that oh yes. fuck you. Like yeah. if I if I look at myself in the mirror, my first thought is always like, fuck you. <laughs> oh fuck you. That resonates with me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah like yeah, yeah. when I like fuck up, when I like and what by fuck up. That's in quotes. It means yeah, like yeah, I yeah. drop a pen on the ground. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, what's wrong with you? You don't have good hand-eye coordination. You can't hold on to a pen while you walk from one room to the other. You stupid yeah. piece of shit. Like that goes through my head. Well, then yeah. how come do you you give me a hard time when I do it to myself? Right, because I because I don't want you to he feel recognizes the same. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to feel the same awful shit that I feel in my head. Oh, because you be saying it like it's so easy. And He's like, don't talk about yourself that way. It's like. Okay, and let's get a pony while we're at it. You know what I mean? Like, when we're just making up shit we want. Yeah. Well, in therapy, I've been working on being kinder to myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you are. He's working. It's hard. Yeah, it really is. Because, like, it's also, like, I we grew up, I think a lot of this is America, right? You, <laughs> no, no, I, like, I, I blame a lot of, like, this kind of, like, Ayn Randian bullshit that's in my head on America where, like, everything is your fault. And it's just like, mm-hmm. well, no, it's not my fault. Like, like I, if I didn't do some, like, some show busy thing, if I didn't yeah. get it, it's my fault. And then I'm like, no, it's not like a lot of, like, maybe it's my fault. Maybe they just didn't like my writing or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. it's as good a chance that it's just like, I didn't go to the right school yeah. as yeah. they didn't like my writing. Right. And yeah, I right, would say right, probably right. it's weighted more towards I didn't go to the right school. Right. Yeah. Than anything else. And so it's like, be a little kinder to yourself. If I do write, yeah, <laughs> or whatever. Like, if I did yeah. write something shitty, sure. Like, yeah. you know, then that's yeah. that's one thing. But, like, yeah, so it is, you know, it's like, you should be kind to yourself. A lot of stuff, some stuff is your fault, and you should, you know, <laughs> look at it. And, and, it's either calling myself a piece of shit or, a pity party. Like, mm-hmm. if I drop something, I, I'm like, sometimes I'm either like, fuck you, or like, of course, of course this happens to me. <laughs> and it's like, just pick up the, just pick up the spoon and, and put it, and put it back in the sink. Like, yeah, you don't need yeah. to like, right, this, this isn't, you're not being punished right now. Right. This you isn't a treatise on yeah, your yeah, value yeah. as a person. Yeah. Yeah. But at this, but like, even with all that, I feel like, you know, you are such a, hard worker and like you get shit done like you you know what i mean like literally like 
everything for your characters. You know, you build that out. You, you know, the special you just shot by yourself in the house. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't let that negative self-talk stop you. Now, is that at all? have anything to do with growing up in the hills and being like, I got to get out of here and I got to like make it. Yeah. I I mean, I'm definitely used to um, self, you know, starting and doing my own projects. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's that thing of like, you have to wait till the pain of not doing it becomes greater than the pain of doing it. Yes. And then yes. it's like, uh, okay. Penny, well, I've got a high <laughs> threshold and that's the yeah. issue. I can <laughs> yeah. really, like the pain of not doing it can be excruciating. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, gotta watch Investigation Discovery. <laughs> like that's what I do with it. That's like where yeah. I'm at. But I mean, you're right. I mean, yeah. that's definitely what has to this happen. This is a dumb question, but do you think it's, has, it's gendered in any way? What do you mean? Well, as a, as a woman, you are like, taught in some way to take more pain than men you mean because of my uterus maybe I don't yeah, know. I, th- yeah. <laughs> I think so i just i th- again mm-hmm. it's like i said dumb question it's like yeah yeah, yeah. there might no, be like a mean, kernel though. of something in there i know what you mean mm-hmm. and i'm sure like there are many books on at that sarah concept. lawrence they'll exactly that, exactly you know? like it's like <laughs> yeah. it's being unpacked you know what i mean like yeah, it's being yeah, unpacked yeah. every day um i think we're gonna, we should take a break and get into yeah, some questions we should i want to yes. ask one last question <laughs> before okay. we get to the break because i was mm-hmm. thinking about this like why did character work Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims basics and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office, okay? I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable, and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good at it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. Appeal to you in the first place. Because, you know, you are, like, like I was trying to say before, you are a normal human being. You're not like a mm-hmm. husk that like has to put on a character to interact with the world. 
So what yeah, was it about as that? As opposed to stand up and or you know, anything. Yeah, or, or sketch where you, you know you're a third, you know, uh I mean you are sketch like you do do sketches but like yeah. in terms of like your primary. It's really like I'm just more comfortable as um a character and like exploring that extreme part of myself. Um like like magnifying um a, a part of my psyche to like a, a ridiculous degree <laughs> because then it feels better. I don't know. Oh, kitty cat. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. About to walk over all of the equipment. <laughs> I love just... that. Um, yeah. But yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. I just don't feel um, comfortable doing stand up. It's so hard for me to um, pretend that I'm saying things for the first time. Uh-huh. I hate that. It makes me feel yeah, like think... such a liar. I have such guilt about it <laughs> I know, that it ruins my like storytelling abilities because yeah. I can't just say, so uh, I was talking to my boyfriend the other day. I, I have to be like, so I was talking to my boyfriend. No. Yeah, I was talking to <laughs> <Yes>. him. <laughs> so you. But I, yes. I think it was, it wasn't the other day. It was like, <laughs> let's see what it was. I, it was like on a train. So it must've been, and it's like, who cares? They don't care about that part. Yes. Just, but yeah. like, I have to be honest. So it just yes. ruins it. Yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah. I, I understand that 100% because I, yeah. I am the same way. It's, <laughs> it's why I was attracted to like sketch and improv. Yeah. If I do anything as myself, it's usually like a presentation. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah, I yeah. have like dumb jokes that I can just point to. And everyone knows that they, everyone knows that I had to have done these before because yes. I put them into a presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Same, so, yeah. same way. So yeah. wait, were you raised Catholic at all? No, just gay. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, we're going to take our break. <laughs> hey guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host the Bobby Bones Show. And I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at three o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together and we get into a room and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app. And we're back with Cola Scola. Are you ready to help people get their life? I am. Because really we're going to get some good questions, especially if I feel like in quarantine, more people are kind of writing in. I think, you know, I mean, yeah. you've got time to look with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. And you're really looking to connect with people. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure where this comes to us from because I forgot to write it down. But uh, it goes, hi, Andy, Naomi and guest. Me again. I'm going to be anonymous this time. Should you choose to put this on the air? Since the last time, Josh Thomas read me for filth. <laughs> <gasps> Wow. So, <laughs> so me and my boyfriend of a year are moving in together next month. Well, he's actually moving into my place. I'm excited, but I'm also nervous. How do I navigate this change so there's as little friction as possible? Also, what if his stuff ruins the vibe of my apartment? I've worked so hard to create. Oh my God. Hello. What was it say? Gravity. Romantic gravity. Uh, I'm also yeah. nervous about all the little, maybe bad habits <laughs> I've accumulated living on my own for so long, like drinking too much, being a lazy potato, etc. 
I know you could say that this is my time to work on those things and all that, but what if I'm not super ready to change some of those things? Andy and Naomi, how do you do it? Cole, have you done it? Any advice for me? Thanks, guys. (laughs) So my last boyfriend moved into my place and I did everything wrong. Like, (laughs) what? He always felt like it was him in my space and he had to like walk, like live around me. And, you know, like even when he moved in, I was like, you can't put that there. You can't put that there. Like, and it was like, you really like, I think if you move in together, you need to move to neutral territory, like move into a new place. That's equally both of yours because it's always going to feel more uh, and I'm I'm speaking to this anonymous now it's always going to feel like your boyfriend is in your space so you should really go out of your way to help them feel like it's their space as well and give them more leeway than you're comfortable with because otherwise you're going to resent them for being in your space and they're going to resent you for like being their mom basically (laughs) did you do anything specific to let your old boyfriend know that it was his space too like at some point no (laughs) okay so you you never got okay i mean i I maybe said like treat this as your home don't you dare (laughs) bring those shoes in this room you know like I maybe said, like, I want you to feel comfortable, but that I certainly didn't, like, do anything to, like, convey yeah. that. Yeah. Was it an aesthetic thing? Or was it, it was, like, a MySpace thing? It was an aesthetic thing. Mm-hmm. It was like, I don't like those paintings. They should, and, and rather than, like, let's compromise, it was like, no, I, they're not going there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's definitely, like, one way you can do that, though, right? Sorry, I was imagining in my head that you're like, that you, like, bring them to the dumpster and be like, you can put those paint, you can hang up your paintings here. You can here. put them there. <laughs> is this good? How about, is this a good compromise? <laughs> but I think you have to, like, knowing, okay, this person, like, knows, they're like, okay, I'm bringing my boyfriend in and I'm nervous about it. Okay, so at least mm-hmm. that's the first step, right? Like, you know how you can be <laughs> about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's about maybe, and it may be cheesy, I don't know, like, is there a way to designate some space in the apartment or in the house, like as their space? And also yeah. I feel like it should also happen since it is your place. Y'all need to do some of this planning and talking before physical objects are moved. Yeah. yeah. Cause that yeah. might help. Yeah. And also maybe doing something like small, like painting. If the two of you paint the apartment together, that's something that like both of you are putting in effort to like, make this space new and your own. Like, I I think being open to, like, redoing the apartment and including your partner in these decisions will help. Being open to a vibe change. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Because that's the the thing. You get used to, like, a certain energy. I don't Mm -hmm. mean this like a new age way. I just literally mean, like, whatever the feeling is, you kind of, you're accustomed to, like, feeling that in that apartment, in that space. Right. I would say go beyond... The painting, I would say, rearrange furniture because, yeah. oh yeah, not, again, not enough new age or uh, feng shui. Is that how it's yeah. pronounced? Mm-hmm. Way, I just mean like literally, like the organization of the apartment, like changes the flow of things. Well, mm-hmm. it's also gonna happen naturally when that person brings in all their shit. Like, it's yeah. like you're gonna have yeah. to figure something out, and you have to, and you have to do that right, like figure it out as opposed to just being like, nope, yeah, there's no room for it. It's like, honey, yeah. 
you got to Tetris it, right? Like, it's yeah. like, if you want to live together, <laughs> you uh-huh. got to find a way. And then, wait, was he also talking about his well, habits? his habits. I think that's also... Oh, but yeah. I was actually oh, going to yeah. ask you, Naomi, like, when we first moved in together, mm-hmm. uh, ha- like, we purposely looked for a place that wasn't either of our old apartments. Because right. I mm-hmm. lived in Greenpoint, and she was like, I'm not moving to Greenpoint. There are no black people there. No. I'm like, mm-hmm. fair. G train mm-hmm. is not a train. You know what I mean? Like, I, I no. knew what I needed yeah. for myself. And yeah. I didn't want to move in. She was living at her mom's place. Right. And you don't want to be in a place that she owned right. and controlled. Right. Like, right away in the early part of, of the relationship. Yeah, and I you thought. were right. You were right. You were definitely right on that. <laughs> I thought that would be a, <laughs> a terrible pressure to have. No, I think it was true. But so we moved into our own place. That was like... You have like a joke or something about like how that's where you learned that you were priced out of Harlem when you started looking for. A oh new. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honey, it was a fifth floor walk up. Yeah, it was like two bedroom, but like one okay. bedroom had no closets, had no. You know what I mean? Like I was like, yeah, no, you're not. And yeah, and it was just like real small. And the best part was that the super never like couldn't understand that we were a couple. The super would always be like, "Oh, I saw your roommate. He told me blah blah blah," and it was like. I was like, you've been the in the super, apartment. There's one yeah. bed. The super like, yeah. was like old yeah. black man. Yeah. <laughs> Nate. Old black man Nate. And he'd be like, I saw your roommate. And I used to think he just thought I was someone else. And I was like, oh, no. He thinks Andrew is my roommate. He thinks he's my roommate when we yeah. share a bed. He did not, Maybe he just didn't get the, uh, the memo that loving had happened. Exactly. Yeah. He thought we were Bert he, and Ernie. He, he, he felt no like chemistry between you, so he was like, "Oh, surely they're just roommates. <laughs> surely there's nothing there. <laughs> there's nothing here. There's no crackling sexuality." Um, but yeah, we we got, got our own place, and it was like good to kind of have that. And but then I also think it's so funny because there's certain things in the process of living with some, like when you live with someone, you learn. Like you and I mm-hmm. tend to have the same taste, but that wasn't really a conversation. Those weren't things we talked about until we started like looking for bedding and yeah. looking for a we couch. We got lucky that we have the same taste exactly. in a lot of stuff. The only yeah. thing we don't have the same taste in is artwork. And I, and so, okay, so for instance, right? Like when you were saying like, ugh, I hated his paintings. In our office, Andy has everything he wants up. I was like, yeah. take all, take all your band posters. Take yeah. all the like the gross, scary um, animations, drawings. What am I, I have saying? like like a Michael Kupperman cartoon frame. Like some stuff where I'm like, sure, hideous. But you know what? <laughs> if my back is to the wall, I don't have to see it. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I have my one mm-hmm. little empty wall. I'm also just not a decorator. Left to my own yeah. devices. Like if someone decorated for me. But even if they did, I would just want it to look like a fucking West Elm. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. want anything. Yeah, like cool or <laughs> unique. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Left to your own devices, you would just have like an empty room and a chair, a couch, you a chair, a couch. <laughs> you had to be able to lay down. A couch, yeah. A couch. yeah but what? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, but what, what, let's go to the vibe part. What is the like when your ex moved in first? Like, mm-hmm. were you? Did the vibe change? Were you kind of annoyed? Um, yeah, I was annoyed. I, I guess I, I was, yeah. I was annoyed. I also, like, he made the space better. Like, I, before I was with him, I was one of those people that, like, never hung stuff on the walls because I would be like, I'm probably going to move. Like, why bother? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, why get any furniture if I'm, <laughs> if I don't plan on dying here? Um, <laughs> so then, then he was like, he, you know, he would hang things up and, like, he made it a home. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> and like, I guess if I am going to be here a couple years, it would be nice to like live here. <laughs> um, right. I love yeah. the idea that your like your hospice is like very well decorated, but <laughs> oh, yeah. but yeah. up to that point, there was nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Oh my gosh. Were you? What were you worried about? Like in terms of vibe. Well, my whole thing is that, you know, I'm depressed and I like to eat. And I thought he's going to see this, right? Because like, that's what mm-hmm. I would say. I was like, it's different when you and I get to, would get together twice a week. And it's like, mm-hmm. let's do dessert for dinner. It's like a cute moment. But then yeah. once you live with me, you realize that's what I do on a Tuesday. <laughs> and that might change how you feel about me. And so yeah. that's what I was worried about. Yeah. Definitely. So <laughs> I guess our advice is be open. Yes. Be- yeah. Yeah, be open to Extend change. some olive olive branches, you know? Yes, you must. And do some shifting around together of the apartment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do a voicemail. Ooh, I love a voicemail. Because then you can, like, hear their emotions. Yes. Yeah. Hey, guys. Love the show. Keep it up. I tried to spread the word and keep a lookout for mozzarella sticks worth leaving the coast for during non-COVID-19 times. Just a huge fan over here. Um My question is pretty lengthy in terms of background information, so feel free to cut out as much as you need to. Um, So my question is how to get over someone. Let's call him David. We met 10 years ago, and for me, I've felt feelings since day one. I'm in a friend group that has been together this entire time. I never got any vibes, and so I've dated various people during this time. We have also had a strong one-on-one friendship. He has been a safe male relationship, even when I didn't know what safe relationships were. I'll skip the in-between stuff and kind of cut to a year and a half ago. I was in a relationship with a great person, but a bad fit for about a year. During that time, David and I got closer and were texting almost every day. For a couple years at that point, we would get drinks and dinner together with others, but often alone. While the intimate relationship I was in continued to get worse, David was being courted for a job out of state. I broke up with my partner and got drunk two weeks later and poured out my longstanding feelings for David. He said if he didn't get the job that we could try and that he couldn't ask me to move with him even though I was willing. In fact, I thought it would provide like a loophole to dating within the friend group. He didn't get the job and then completely avoided me for over a month. Once we talked, he said that he had said that so he would let me down easily. He acknowledged leading me on. He didn't want to start a family anymore and that he didn't want to try because he thought that the consequences would be too much if it didn't work out. He works in computer science, and I think his brain works best to anticipate problems. I was heartbroken. We're still friends that talk as a group weekly and occasionally between the two of us. He won't hang out with me solo as a boundary. I think it would be less difficult to understand if he had dated anyone, but he doesn't date at all and hasn't for years. He says he hasn't been intimate with anyone in almost five. In my head, I know that keeping these boundaries will keep him in my life longer than an intimate relationship, but every time we make inside jokes or I see him, my heart won't listen to my head. I've dated other people of different backgrounds, races, genders, everything to move forward. But how do I get over my best friend? for the sake of the friendships and my future relationships. Thanks again. Love you guys. Have a great one. Oh, that's okay. So that's, uh, the, the yeah. TLDR version of that is friend group for 10 years. Yep. She finally confessed her feelings for him a year and a half ago, a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. He uh, lied to her. He like, 
basically yeah. he thought he was getting a job out of ta- out of out so of state. So he thought he could get. So out he thought of he it. could like. <laughs> he, he thought that he, that was his escape hatch. Right. He's like, yeah. so if I don't get the job, then maybe we can be together. The most insane thing right. I've ever. He heard. did yeah. not get the job, and then had and to. And then he was like, uh, "I guess I can't talk to her now." Yeah. That to me is like I can't like I see the like no. I I see the spark. Sick. No, no, I see the spark of like wanting to like let her down in a nice way. But yeah, that, that's not the way to do it. That's no, no. Uh, but I saw that I can see the spark behind his eyes of like, what are you thinking, Cole? But like, uh, yeah. So what is like, it's I, also I a think, friend group. That's the tough part. So this is like, I know. this is so dramatic, but I think you have to like not see him for a while, like maybe six months or something. Wow. Yeah. Even if it makes it weird friend group wise, because otherwise I feel like it won't go away, you know? Yeah. Did you ever have a friend group that like there was like some kind of like romantic intrigue that shattered it? Um, I had one of my close friends was in love with another one of my close friends and then it wasn't reciprocated. And so they had to like take like he was like, OK, well, I can't see you for like I need a few months away from you. The one who whose heart was broken. Have you ever had a crush on a friend that wasn't requited? Oh, I love that shit. No. <laughs> no. No. Oh, I was always having crushes on dude friends in like no. high school, college. Like it was like, oh God, me too. And I was like, oh, this is a damn shame. But here's the thing. Yeah. Here's what I would say about this, right? And this is what you have to remember. When you say like, oh, we get along so well. Everything is like perfect. Like he's this guy who's a perfect. You know what a big problem is? Them not liking you that way. Yeah. Like yeah. that's what na- doesn't make him perfect. And also- to me, it's also like emotionally closed off. Like a person yeah. who, if I've known you for a damn near a decade and you come at me with something, even if I don't reciprocate, I owe you honesty is yeah. what I think after 10 years. And he couldn't even do that. No. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm not saying I don't I don't want her to be like to like hate him and like start a fight. I'm just like, play the tape all the way through, zoom out. Like this yeah. person isn't like this person is like fun to hang out with, has some, you know, like it's funny or whatever. But, you know, the number one criteria for any romantic relationship is that person feels for you what you feel for them. And if he ain't yeah. if he ain't feeling it, he ain't the one. He ain't the and one. It, but I imagine I can see why it's hard if he's not dating other people. If putting myself in that place, I feel like I would think, well, then I'll just wait like until yeah. he's open. Yeah. And like he'll come around and like, oh, God, sounds painful. Oh, God, sick. Maybe he's asexual. He said it hasn't been intimate in five years. I mean... But he's also like... The thing is, what is he... He's saying this stuff. We don't know what's real. No. Right. He could be... He could have had some sex and just don't want to tell her about it or doesn't want to tell the friend group. He sounds like a very, like, if anything, like a private person, a, like, um, you know, close to the vest. Maybe it would help if, if she imagined that he is in love with his sister or something <laughs> like something, something like kind of gross that would like, <laughs> like she creates a scenario in her head that yeah. short circuits the, the romantic yeah, yeah, feelings. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. That's the way to do like, it. Uh, maybe he wants but to I, fuck rocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really think that like, it has to be like a dramatic situation where it's like, like, okay. Like, uh, we're having a get together, but oh, God, we can't invite them both. You know, like yeah. it's so, I know it's so dramatic, but it really like establishes like 
in yourself, like, I was listening to something. What was it This American Life? Where it was like, once you name a feeling, your brain, like, relaxes a little bit. Mm. Yes. I know exactly what you're saying. If you convey your boundaries to, like, the friend group and him and, like, I have feelings, I need this space, I need to take a break from this, that sort of is more so like a message to yourself and your your heart that you're <laughs> um that you are stepping away from this person. Yeah. 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 But that by the way, that feeling thing is yeah. like so it's also the same thing like with diseases. I thought that I was like, there was something wrong. Like, I didn't know what was going on with me once. I was like, my hair was I was falling out in clumps. And like, uh-huh. I find like, <laughs> sure. I was like, is this it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I went to the doctor. They're like, no, no, you got dermatitis here. Use this, oh. <laughs> use this ketoconazole shampoo and you'll be fine. Yeah. And like the minute that got named, all my panic and anxiety, like kind of subsided the minute yeah. you put a name to something. Cause you're like. I think being human, you have just all these like weird amorphous feelings in you. And the mm-hmm. minute that you have like, uh, you can put a, a, a word a to A label that, on them. Yeah. yeah. Then you're like, oh, well, that's a thing that other people have felt too. I'm not this yeah. like, I'm not this like weird uh, historical freak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's like, I guess like we're all just horny for boundaries. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we just want yeah. that. You know, I know, but I know how hard it is, like, in the actual moment. Like, I imagine she'll hear this and um, not do any of these things, but <laughs> just uh, because I wouldn't. Um, and then just continue to see him. And, and until <sighs> the pain of not doing something about it is greater than the pain of doing something about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's fine. Take all the time you need. <laughs> it's also, like, it's a friend group. I, this, I, I won't go into it because it's not my story, but, like... This happened to my high school friend group. There was a, there's this romantic intrigue and it kind of shattered the friend group. And I can understand why, like when you have those dynamics, you want to step gingerly so that you Mm -hmm. don't shatter those. But this is not high school. These are grown ass adults. And you should be able to like call somebody up. I should be like, hey, like. Well, this happened in our 20s. So. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like you, hopefully you can say like hey, do you want to go to a movie to like one person in the friend group without being like, let's all hang out? And it doesn't have to be drama. Because that's the thing is like, we don't even know if, do the friends know all of this? I assume they do. Some of them do. But like, where it's like, okay, like, yeah, we kind of saw it coming or like, it's a little awkward anyway. So, because he's saying he doesn't hang out with her one-on-one anymore. That's what she was saying. Uh So we have to take another quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to handle your scandal. We'll call this call up. All right, here we go. This is DJ Vlad. And I'd like you to check out the Vlad TV podcast, launching on June 17th. Since 2008, Vlad TV has been giving you hard-hitting, no-holds-barred interviews with some of the biggest rappers, singers, actors, professional athletes, former criminals, and everyone in between. We've interviewed celebrities like The Baby, Cardi B, Migos, Lil Baby, Doja Cat, Omarion, WWE Champion Mark Henry, 21 Savage, Warren Sapp, DC Young Fly, Fat Joe, Danny Trejo, and Charlemagne, and many, many more. We have regular guests like rap legend Boosie, media titan Nick Cannon, comedy legend D.L. Hughley, and NBA champion John Sally. We're the only ones brave enough to ask the questions that everyone else is too scared to ask. And when we interview someone, it becomes their biggest interview ever. So listen to the Vlad TV podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
And we're back. All right, Cole, are you ready All for right. one more cue? Yeah, let's do I'm, one I'm more. so excited. <laughs> I feel like you could maybe be a good therapist. I think that too, which I think means that I would not make a good therapist. <laughs> I'm a little too cocky. I'm a little too like, yeah, this is actually pretty th- goddamn good advice. <laughs> Uh, this comes to us by email. The subject is Gaysian for adoption. Mm-hmm. Hey, Andy and Naomi. I'm a 31-year-old lesbian, and I have this group of friends that were my ride-or-die chosen family. Over the last few years, the majority of them have become very close friends with an ex I want nothing to do with. Oh, my God. The relationship was so toxic, you need to wear a hazmat suit to even talk about it. Mm. Due to my own stupidity, I spent three years in an on and off, quote, open relationship by which she slept slash casually dated other people on. I remained completely faithful. Oof. She was uh-huh. verbally and emotionally abusive, always telling me how so-and-so was better than me. Oh, God. And what they did that I didn't, etc. Now it seems that I've been left out of hangouts because the ex gets invited and there's no way to be in the same room as her. Oh. My friends have resorted to guilt tripping me because of my choice to stay away from her. And it hurts to see how they had a front row seat to how I was treated by this ex. Oh, God. Uh, while we were dating, they always told me to leave her and stop all contact. Now they act as if she's not that person anymore. And she's the most amazing friend to them. I love my friend family, but their lack of acceptance in my decision to space myself from her cuts deep and leaves me sitting on the sideline. What do you think is the best way to handle the situation, or should I just throw in the towel and hope to be adopted into another friend family? Sorry for the novel. Love you two in the pod. <laughs> Not a novel uh, at all. I'm Don't. so mad at her friends. I am, I am furious too. at her friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like the that's the number one rule. I guess it's hard when you're a lesbian, though, because they, <laughs> they have so little. They have so little. <laughs> so they, you... they, in terms of, like, friends and... um you know, groups of, of, of people, you know, chosen family. They, they, all lesbians, they have to stay friends with their exes because otherwise they have, um, no one. (laughs) Is that true? That's true. Because they all, you are a damn mess. (laughs) Don't you get your ass canceled on couple therapy. I'm getting my ass canceled. Don't you get your ass canceled. I'm, I'm trying this, these, I'm kidding. (laughs) Although I'm not, I'm kidding. It's not for me to say that lesbians right. all um, date each other. So do so do gay men, but um, <laughs> God, yeah, I, her friends sound that's against the rules. You're not supposed to be friends with your friend's ex, especially, especially if they're toxic. Well, yeah. also like, and you were there when it was toxic. It'd be different if like you told me about somebody and then I met them three years later, but they yeah. were there. Yeah, they were <sighs> witnesses. They bore to the toxicity. Witness. They bore mm-hmm. witness. They were on the but, edges of Chernobyl. And they still said, you know what? I'm going to go take a walk near the reactor. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to play devil's advocate here, it sounds like, yes, this person was um, toxic and abusive, but the person writing in stayed in that relationship and it was quote unquote open. So she um, could have dated other people. It sounds like she wanted the relationship to be closed but she let it be open in order to keep this person. And that is on her, not the toxic, abusive person. You know what I mean? I think it's on both. Because I think the like, because here's the thing, right? You can want an open relationship, but if you see the other person, if it's like, 
let me go find somebody else who's down with what I'm down with, right? Because yeah, you could leave, yeah. but it seems to me, because even this decision to become friends with her friends, to me, this feels like another power move. Because yeah. so much of this relationship was about disregarding her feelings, right? Being like, yes. okay, well, you want some, but I'm gonna do this. This person's better than you, you know, whatever. This person, like, to me, gets off on, like, making this other person feel shitty. And I yeah. wonder if the decision to be friends with her friends is part of that. Yeah, and now it's making me think, like, maybe this is a learning opportunity for this person to um, stand up for themselves. Hmm. Because it sounds like they weren't getting what they needed out of the relationship and they were staying in it, any, in it anyway. And now they're staying friends with this friend group, even though they're not behaving like friends. Yeah. This is rough. Cause it's just like, it's, it feels to me that, that, that the toxic person is like you said, Naomi, like pulling these power. Like I, I, I've never been in an open relationship, but I have to imagine that if one person wants to be in the open relationship and the other person doesn't really want to, I feel like the person who's like forcing it and not just breaking up with them yeah, yeah. Is, is pulling a power move and is somehow, I don't know about manipulating, but like using the other person, knowing that they want to stay in the relationship, using mm -hmm. them as a home base and being like, mm -hmm. well, I always have this home base to go to, mm -hmm. to come back to even though I know they don't really want to be in this to me that the minute that there's that, those kind of like very deep fractures in a relationship, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it, I think the relationships usually, they should end at that point. Yeah. But, but I, but I think that it's on um, both. Yeah. Both parties equally to, to say like, okay, I don't want to be in an re open relationship, but if you do, then I guess I have no choice. Like you do, <laughs> you do have a choice. You mm -hmm. can say that doesn't work for me. Bye. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so hard to make friends. I know. That's the other thing too. It's make like new friends. I know because that's the thing. Because I went. I'm like, yeah, you gotta make new friends. But yeah. if the social circle is such that your ex is coming back to hang out, I'm like, okay, what are your options? Okay, who's around? Yeah. Where can we get you some new people? Do you like a sport? Do you like an activity that could be some sort of like you can like take a class or do yeah. a league yeah. or something? Book club. Something that like can get you at least out of these people so that. You know, I don't know if it's like a full throw in the towel where you have to be like, you're dead to me. But I think, you know, if they're going to do stuff like Expanding that. Expanding your friend group. Exactly. Like you want to have someplace, something else to do. And I think yeah. you can do that. And, you know. You want to have an open relationship with your friend group. Wow. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's Take it. a cue from your toxic ex mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. open your open your relationship. Open your friend relationship. <laughs> Yeah. There, I mean, we all, I think we all have people who are like friends-ish, but we don't see that often. And I think that yeah. that's a good time to like, okay, you know what? I'm going to try hanging out with this person this weekend and yeah. like slowly build new friendships over time. Yeah. There's this thing I see a lot in Los Angeles where people uh, like to cut out uh, anyone who's negative in their lives, yeah. which is insane to me. <laughs> Um, but like there, there's definitely, uh, I would say a lot to be said about cutting out people who are genuinely toxic. Like, yeah. well, people who are mean to you, general negativity, I welcome, but if yeah. you are like mean to me, yeah. then you gotta go, right? Like yeah, if yeah, being yeah. around you makes me feel worse and I'm already feeling pretty bad, yeah. then <laughs> you gotta go. But, um, I'm going to say something radical. Say I it. think you should uh -oh. not be friends with sociopaths. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, hot take from Andy Beckerman at the end of the show. You really waited wow. to pull that one out. Yeah. <laughs> 
By the way, yeah. Naomi, I really want to see listeners tell us if you want this T-shirts that say "Horny for Boundaries." Yeah, <laughs> Horny for Boundaries. Yes. Don't you keychains, coffee yeah. mugs, mugs? I just like these. Yeah, I feel like that's like it, and like also like you and your boundaries, Cole. I was like, God damn. God damn, when you were talking about boundaries in the beginning and how you just have them and you love them and you say no, I was like, you. I do love, I love a boundary. They're not, it's not always easy. And um, I often feel insanely guilty afterwards and evil, you know. But, but then after oh a well. few minutes, you're like, it's Yeah, fine. then after a few yeah. minutes, I'm like, oh, great. Now I have my whole night to myself. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, uh, my God. Cool. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. So it's good. been such a pleasure. It's so good to just see your shining face. Yeah. And yeah. I'm glad you're doing well. And you're. thank you for giving us just beautiful, hilarious content in this dark time. I'm happy to be talking to, to people. <laughs> Let alone uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you. Look, it could have been any two forms in front of me <laughs> that yapped English. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Happy yeah. was you too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. The 27 Club is a podcast about famous musicians who died prematurely and sometimes mysteriously at the age of 27. This podcast is hosted by me, Jake Brennan, creator and host of the award-winning music and true crime podcast, Disgraceland. Season two of The 27 Club launches June 18th, 2020, with 12 episodes on the life and death of Jim Morrison of The Doors. The 27 Club contains adult content and explicit language. You can listen to The 27 Club on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host The Bobby Bones Show, and I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together, and we get into a room, and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music, too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.